0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino.
1: You know, folks, hard times are ahead. I I wish I had better news for you, but um, there is kind of an angle to that. You know, hard times create, uh, create strong men and strong men create good times. As was summed up by Michael Anton, a great video I got coming up. Vaccine mandates blowing the country up. I got the evidence right in front of you. Biden wants that, though, because this is a control mechanism. That's all it is. Got a great article that explains that. Also, President Trump, back on the show. The Dan Bongino podcast tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Don't let big tech track what you do online. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show. I've also got our first hero of the day in a long time. Seriously, a kid who... Stood up, and it took a lot of bravery. Could have gotten beaten up really bad. Happened in uh, East Lansing. You've seen the video. You know what I mean. I got that coming up, too. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small. It can be stored anywhere, in a go-bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at HenryUSA.com Survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, in the are all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's HenryUSA.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's HenryUSA.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe's excited Joe's excited too because we got President Trump on the show tomorrow again really Do not excited. miss that um, we're going to ask him about the Virginia elections tomorrow please yeah you're darn right get out and vote Virginia New Jersey all around the country there are elections tomorrow mayor's races I believe in Boston there's a Minneapolis ballot initiative out there there's a whole but there's a, a Buffalo uh, mayor's race going on you gotta get out and vote 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 tomorrow I asked President Trump about it. I will ask him about voting tomorrow as well. He just sent out an email telling everyone, go out and vote. Go out and vote. We're never going to fix a broken system if we don't vote. Please, I'm begging you, with humility and respect, please vote if you're in these jurisdictions having elections tomorrow. Folks, vaccine mandates are setting the country on fire. My battle with Cumulus continues, will not be on the air again today goes on it is uh, getting really ugly i wish it weren't there is an easy way out of this they refuse to take it which is just insane so i'm going to have to develop some alternate plans here i'll keep you updated on that but i will not be live on the air again today uh it's cuz of these vaccine mandates which are blowing the country up but this is not about a vaccine candidly ladies and gentlemen it's not even about science this is about control it has always been about control they must break us and the way to break people is to keep people scared all the time. Please understand. If there is one thing, one lesson in this show, if if I, God forbid, were to die next week, it's not going to happen. But well, let's hope I didn't, I didn't jinx myself there. I mean it. There's just one lesson I ask you to take from this show that Joe and I and Gee and Jim on the radio and everybody been dedicated to. It's if you leave this understanding at the end of the day that none of what the liberal left not all democrats but the liberal left is doing is about bettering your life it is only about controlling you because that's always been the socialist marxist goal to take away and dissolve away your liberal your, uh, your 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 yearning your natural yearning to be free because they want to subjugate you if you understand that this show is a success if you don't i've completely failed this is never about what they say it's about taxes aren't about money it's about control Government run healthcare is not about healthcare, it's about control. This vaccine mandate is about control. And the best way to get people to give up their yearning for personal liberty, everybody wants to be free. No, that's why jail sucks so bad because no one wants to be subjugated. No one wants to be in a prison, either mental or literal. They need to get you scared. I'm gonna get into more of this later. Now, Bill Maher, who is a liberal, a devout liberal but has been a truth teller as of late, and we, we'll take allies in the culture anywhere, understands this, how the only way to get you to give up control and sovereignty over your own body is to keep you freaking scared all the time. And even Bill Maher, the liberal, is tired of it. Listen to this. This is gold.
2: I'm not sure what the latest Dr. Fauci thing was on Halloween. He's changed his mind a lot, but I think it was go and do it. I hope so, because it certainly has been my position since the beginning of this. Just resume living. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. The, the, the 15 of 100,000, that's where we are cases in California. 15 cases for 100,000 people. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic. But you know what? It's over. There's always going to be a variance. You shouldn't have to wear masks. I should be able, I haven't had a meeting with my staff since March of 2020. Why? I don't know the state, the corporate, whoever it is. You're being, sorry again. Well, I can't, why is he why apologizing me? I, I know, what? because you're a senator and you shouldn't hear bad language. I forget. I'm Never sorry. heard that word. I Never know. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but really, I mean, also vaccine, mask, pick one. You got to pick. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine.
1: Both. Listen, I'm, I'm, this is not a sob story. I'm not a snowflake like the left, but I'm dealing with a lot right now. I've got like a 30 front fight going on. This fight with Cumulus is just one of them. I need, I need a lot. I need all of your help in this. All of it. All of you, every single one of you, kids, teenagers, adults, everyone. This is the battle of our time. This vaccine mandate. There are some people out there, even in my business who don't understand that they don't understand. For some reason, they just want to let this go and pretend it's just another government fail. It is not. This is the fight of our time. Body sovereignty. Once they get you to believe your body is their body, nothing else matters. They've won. It's over. And how will they get you to do that? No one gives up their liberty willingly. I cannot say this enough. It only comes about through a coordinated effort to scare you and a fear campaign. That's why Marr points this out right now. They want you scared. They need you scared. All of this stuff that's happening, the labor force participation rate collapsing. Nobody's working, folks. Productivity failing. 10 million open jobs. Supply chains collapsing. They don't care. This has nothing to do with any. These vaccine mandates are not all, but is a big portion of all of this. You doubt me? Look at this article by The Last Refuge, the conservative treehouse guys, a screenshot from there. Companies are now warning the Biden administration that they may drop federal contractor status, meaning dumping all of this money they're getting from the federal government because their workers won't comply with the vaccine mandate. It's right here in front of you. They don't care. They need to break you. But we will break them. From the conservative treehouse piece. The reaction from the Biden administration is laughable laughable companies are threatening to dump federal contracts folks and they're laughing as you would expect from a work minded bureaucratic outlook their solution get a load of their solution the Biden administration this is uh, uh, Joe if this isn't Yuri Bezmanov as we played on the show times a thousand I don't know what is so their solution to these companies is to put their employees in intensive re-education camps (laughs) saying the companies must begin counseling them on the vaccine's benefits and ramifications for noncompliance. Here are the camps, folks. Here they are. It's important to note that a recent NBC poll on the issue amid the outlook of the vaccine mandates said that a majority of the country does not support the vaccine mandates. And worse still, the number of unvaccinated workers is essentially unwavering in the past six weeks. They don't Care. They will collapse the entire economy. They will forfeit working with defense contractors and anyone else because the defense tr- contractors, truckers, truck lines that work with the government—they can't. Their employees are going to leave. There'll be nothing to truck. There'll be nothing to build. The Biden administration doesn't care. Stand strong. Stand strong amid the chaos. Stand strong. Yes. This, this is the now. The, the, the unfortunately, that's not even. Just the big tech national anthem right now. Of course, the beginning of the Soviet national anthem. That's the Biden uh, anthem, too, now. NPR. American Airlines canceled more than 1,700 flights since Friday. And, of course, the propaganda, Pravda media is like, it was the weather. The weather. The weather. It's funny, I went to the Florida-Georgia game this weekend and didn't see a cloud in the sky. It was kind of beautiful. Weather. It was, it was too sunny. Too sunny. Scared the pilots. They didn't have enough sunglasses. New York Post. New York City vaccine mandate will force 24,000, not 2,400, 24,000 city workers to stay home. You're darn right that's a big number. You like that garbage piling up in the streets? Wait till the rats come next. As someone said, you know, your house may not burn down and you may not need the police in the next few weeks. But when the garbage cans and the rodents and the stench starts piling up on New York City streets... You'll wish you had those sanitation workers back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Public health. Right. Good point, G. Joe. All in the name of public health, letting uh, disease spreading garbage and rats over the street. Public health. Public yeah. health, fellas. Here's NBC. Here's public health, too. 2,000 firefighters on medical leave in an apparent protest of the vaccine mandate. 2,000. Public health, Joe. Got to burn down those homes. Some of those homes may have some asbestos from this. Burn them down. Burn them down. You got to, public health. We got, we got cops. My friend sent me a uh, screenshot the other day of cops in his old unit. About 37% of the cops in the unit aren't vaccinated. Public health, buddy. <laughs> public health. Can't have those cops out there on the street. Public health. And liberals, of course, celebrate this because you're dipwads, you're morons, you're imbeciles. And I'm calling you out for what you are, morons. Burning this country to the ground, setting it on fire. And you're doing it because this is all about control. And I saw an article this weekend we're going to highlight at Bongino Report. We're going to at BonginoReport.com. It'll be in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's an article in American Thinker by J.B. Shirk, which is fantastic, folks. It's called. Will governments survive the coming peasant revolt? Before I get to this piece and how it's about control, I just want to thank everyone. Um, I, I went out to the Florida Georgia game this weekend, and uh, I was in a bit of a rush. A lot of people came up to me. I'm sorry if I, uh, you know, a couple of people asked for selfies. I'm sorry if I was quick. I didn't mean to be abrupt with you, but it's a long story. Driver dropped us off at the wrong entrance. I really wanted to see the opening. We wound up missing it by like 10 minutes. It's <laughs> no big deal. Paul and I had a good time, but like, like seriously, like. It should have taken us 10 minutes, took a half an hour um, because of the way we were walking around. I saw a couple people, and I had a, like I was really kind of quick with them. I took the picture, so my sincere apology. I was not trying to be rude. I just really wanted to see the kickoff, and we missed it. But So thank you for being uh, patient with me, and I apologize if I seemed brief. That wasn't my goal. As a famous radio host and a friend of mine once said to me, don't ever treat anyone bad if you get some degree of public notoriety because they'll tell 200 people what an a-hole you are. Words to <laughs> live by.
2: Oh, yeah. Right, Joe? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> You've been around a lot of times. <laughs> All right, American Thinker. This is about control. It has nothing to do with the damn vaccine. And I've never heard it explained better than this. This piece in the American Thinker covers these covers the degeneration of a, of a body politic and a government and a governing system on top of that body politic. How when that governing system starts to collapse. He says three things in the piece you need to take away from this. Number one. What do all politicians and governments create uh, Create and seek? Systems of control. All politicians want to control. There's power in control. As uh, Chuck Ecker, now since deceased Howard County executive, who Joe knew there, uh, dealing with his Maryland politics, he said to me one time, there's no power in yes. In other words, if you can just do stuff and you don't need the government's permission, you have no power. There's only power in telling people No. So then you make people come back to you as a politician, lobby you to get to yes. There's power in that. Governing systems seek control. So do politicians. Number one. Number two, failure of governing systems, which is inevitable over time as corruption sets in. Sounds like something we're seeing right now, right? You're witnessing the failure of the republic right now. Failure equals the loss of control. And if you look at history every single time to compensate for the failure of a governing system and the loss of control, you always see tyranny, totalitarianism, and speech suppression. That's the Nandini-George Soros thing. I'll get to that in a bit, too. By the way, is Ford Motor Company working with George Soros operatives to crush free speech? Ford Motor Company. I'll get to that later, too. This is how the useful idiots, the Nandini's and the George Soros's, they, they, they prosper in an environment where in an unfree people in a failing government system, the government overcompensates for its loss of control by doubling down on speech suppression and tyranny because they see it all fading away. Does everybody get that? Governments need control. As governments fail, they seek more control. Tyranny ensues. That's it. It's explained beautifully in this thinker piece, American thinker piece right here. Quote, in other words, even the most free and dynamic social systems degrade over time as the people who govern those systems distort them in pursuit of greater personal wealth and power. Corrupted systems eventually lead to breakdown and collapse. As collapse nears, social systems become so vulnerable to unsanctioned actions and ideas that they close themselves off. Freedom is replaced with tyranny. Listen to this last line. This is by design. Nothing's happening by accident, folks. Replacing freedom with tyranny is by design. It's why this vaccine mandate is so important to them. They sense their failure. The Fauci's, the Biden's. They sense the NIH, the CDC, their loss of credibility. These media institutions that have gotten rich on your backs feeding you propaganda. They're sensing that they're losing the narrative. I've got an article coming up for you in a few minutes by the Washington Examiner. Nobody trusts the media anymore. Nobody. Less than 38% of the people trust the media anymore. That's Democrats too. They don't tr- they're don't. they losing control, so they double down on speech suppression. So when the failure's happening, ladies and gentlemen, you must distract. How do you distract by taking control away from people and giving it to the government, making them subjects? You distract, as Mars said in the opening, through fear. Fear. Fear is your coin of the realm. It is your commodity to distract people from imprisoning them. Again, explained beautifully in this American thinker piece. I want you to watch this. Or read. I'm listening to this. I'm sorry. So, how does a governing system survive catastrophic failure of its own making? It consciously causes division in society. Sound familiar? Distracts people with propaganda, sound familiar? And diligently replaces freedom with control. If prices are going up, that's because, quote, capitalism is evil and free markets promote white supremacy and patriarchy. All distractions. Equity is the answer, of course, and only government can provide the equity that people need. Don't you know that private industry and ownership are ruining the planet? Oh, it's true. Consumerism is boiling the world and we're all going to die. Unless we willfully return to the living standards of the Middle Ages. Experts say so. They are distracting you. They are keeping you afraid. The evil white man is stealing from you. The patriarchy is coming for you. Capitalism. Cap- the Rapacious capitalism. It's making everyone poor. They don't tell you the government's doing all of this. The government's promoting division through CRT. The government's promoting promoting inequality. By inflation, where the the middle class is losing their money through inflation and the rich are getting richer because they have assets. They're not telling you any of that. They use division and blame, division and blame. It is the only way the government can keep and maintain control. I want to get to more of that in a second. Division and blame, ladies and gentlemen. It's the only way the government can get you to evaporate your sense that you have control over your own life. It's the only way they've got to keep you scared to give it up. So I'm going to go into next what I call other guy theory and the walking dead theory. Regular listeners may know where I'm going with this. Let me get to my second sponsor first. I've got a video also coming up of Chris Coons acknowledging the obvious liberal Democratic senator. Wow. What's that? Did I skip check out there? Oh, I did. Oh, I want to get back to that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Guy, for the reminder. Yeah, thank you for the reminder. It's funny. I have arrows pointing to it, too, because I wrote it small and I still missed it. Yeah, let's get to that.
0: Okay,
1: you know what, key, excuse me, cue up the Biden approval thing with Chuck Todd first. So I want to show you how Biden's doubling down on fear, but keep your chin up, chest out a little bit. People are catching on, and the other guy theory and the walking dead theory I have about how they use division and blame, it's working on a small number, but a large number of people are catching on that the problem is in fact not fear, but the government causing it. Check this out.
2: Some scary news for the Democrats, the overarching message. Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just 22% of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71% say we're on the wrong track. And that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42% versus 54% who disapprove. Believe it or not, just two months ago, Mr. Biden was in positive territory. 49% approving, 48% disapproving. So what's pulling down the president's numbers? Well, look at this set of numbers. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not.
1: They are trying to distract you and it is not working. People are not stupid. Some are, sadly, mostly liberals. But even a lot of folks in the Democrat Party, I know we disagree with them, but I I know I have neighbors and they're not bad people. They just disagree with me on a lot of things. They're catching on. They're not falling for it. They must distract you from their failures by using the other guy theory. What's the other guy theory? I've addressed it on the show often. How Democrats will never ever run on what they're doing. Hey, we're causing mass inflation. You got labor force participation at the lowest rate ever. 10 million Americans not working. You got a border being invaded by tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands a month coming across the southern border. Don't belong here. A coronavirus crisis, a vaccine mandate that's totally anti-scientific and is going to shut down the economy. No one's going to put that on a campaign sign. So what do they say? The white man is the oppressor. You're the oppressed. Coming for you. The patriarch he's coming for you. You better follow us and vote for us and we'll protect you. I call it the other guy theory because the Democrats' campaign sign is we really suck, but vote for us because the other guy's a racist oppressor who's coming for you. That's how they, it's the only way they run. Do you think they're going to run on any of what they did here? Defunding the police that did a hit on Fox and Friends this morning. Crime exploding, gunshots at press conferences in St. Louis. You're going to run on that? Of course you're not going to run on that. You're going to run on the other guy theory. We suck really bad, but the other guys are racist. Now you see it? Also, my walking dead theory. They need you scared. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody gives up their freedom voluntarily. I can't say it enough. It's why prison sucks so bad. Nobody wants to be subjugated. No one. But you can get people to want to be subjugated when they're scared. It always reminds me of that episode of The Walking Dead where Rick and the survivors of the zombie apocalypse voluntarily walk into an abandoned prison because it's the safest place against the zombies. Why? Because they're scared. You have people walking into an unconstitutional, unscientific vaccine mandate, giving up their money, giving up their healthcare, giving up their kids, falling prey to transgender and CRT ideology because they're scared. They're scared. That's why Biden wants you scared the whole time. That's why the media wants you scared. They need it. It's the only way to get you to forfeit your freedom. Coronavirus is going to kill you. The cops are mowing down black men in the street. Have you heard all these narratives? Not on this show. You've heard them on lefty shows. The coffee boy at CNN, Rachel Maddow, the Russians. The Russians came and stole our election. Hillary Clinton won. Al Gore won. This is the left's narratives. Scared, fear, needs you afraid all the time. But notice how they don't believe it themselves. Here is a liberal Democratic senator. This guy pretends to be a moderate. He's as crazy as the rest of them. This is Senator Chris Coons from Delaware, radical leftist nut job. Pretends to be a moderate. It's a joke. He went on Bill Maher's show this week, and it's interesting when Bill Maher gets him on the spot about the ridiculousity. I just made that up. The ridiculosity of vaccine mandates. Watch how Coons, when he asks about uh, when Bill Maher asks if people should be uh, people should be allowed to keep their jobs. their immunity Coons is like, oh, yeah, yeah. He acknowledges it. Check this out. We're not done until the world is safe and we're not safe as a world until the world's world.
2: Except the <clears throat> the world recognizes natural immunity. We don't. Because everything in this country has to go through the pharmaceutical companies. Natural immunity is the best kind of immunity. We shouldn't fire people who have natural immunity because they don't get the vaccine. We should hire them. Yes. If someone <laughs> tested having antibodies, Notice
1: how he implies support for that when he's put on the spot in front of a national audience. Notice that. But then when he's in front of a microphone with Chuck Schumer standing behind him, you better get your damn vaccine, man. We're going to fire your ass. I thought it was about science. So why'd you change your mind when Bill Maher put pressure on you? Because you're a coward. You took the easy route out. The easy route was to acknowledge one thing in front of Maher and then lie in front of your constituents. They don't believe any of this. People are total frauds. All right, let me get to my uh, my third sponsor here. And then coming up next, I want to show you how useful idiots are helping in this fear agenda. The government is failing, folks. You can expect more tyranny going forward. Hard times ahead, but hard times create strong men. And you should relish the opportunity to sacrifice for a better tomorrow. I certainly do. I know you do, too. Don't run away from it. Okay, back to the show. So before I get to next, when... Governments seek power, step one, as the American thinker piece said. Step two, governments start to fail, and that equates to a loss of control and power. So third, what happens is they double down on tyranny, and they push the beach ball further and further underwater till it explodes. But they need useful idiots to do it. I'll get to that in a second, but I wanted to show you a quick video. I uh, haven't had a hero of the day for a while. I know it's only Monday, but that's okay. This is time for a hero of the day. We need it. There was a little, um, uh, let's say, mini riot here in, in East Lansing after the, after a game. And a bunch of kids decided to act like bozos and overturn a car and start kicking the car and kicking in the windshield like idiots, of course. I'm glad they were embarrassed on social media that parents should have a talk with them. I mean a talk, if you know what I mean. But this one kid stood up. I want you to watch this video. If you're listening on the audio podcast, that's fine. But please go to my Rumble account, Rumble.com/slash Bongino. It's about the 30 minute mark right now, um, and just watch this. You need to see this. Here's a, a young man who's had enough of them kicking this car and riding like idiots, and he goes and stops them. It's not even his car. Check this out. That kid was far outnumbered by a bunch of idiots kicking the window on the car, rioting like jerks. What does he do? He stands up. He did the right thing, not the easy thing. It's time for all of us to stand up. That young man deserves some praise for that. It reminds me of something I learned when I was a young police officer. When you study the psychological effects of crowds. They teach you in crowd control that one of the best ways to stop a rioting crowd because people depersonalize. They get lost in the energy of the crowd and they stop acting like individuals. They almost feed off each other's energy like a collective symbiote. If you've ever been in a crowd that gets hyped up even at a baseball game or a sports game, it doesn't always have to be violent. You understand what I mean? You lose yourself and it can be it can be good too. You lose yourself in the positive energy after a home run to win the game. People throw beers up in the air, things you'd never do. They start hugging people, right? You don't walk around the street hugging people. You start hugging strangers because you lose yourself, you depersonalize. If you watch that video, and please go to my Rumble and watch it, you'll notice when that when that young man comes out of this crowd of like little mini rioters here, and he stops that kid, and then he kicks the kid. Watch how the kid all of a sudden gets pulled out of the energy of the crowd for a second, and you'll see that realization on his face that, gosh, I'm embarrassed, it's me again. They used to tell us in the police academy, if you can figure out what someone's name is, I don't know if you talk to them in advance or if you know who they are and you see them right. And one of the best ways to stop them from right is to look them in the face and say their name. Reminds them that they're an individual and not part of this collective effort. Whatever his name is. Tony, Tony, stop. I'm telling you, don't laugh. It works. Say their name. You've seen it in movies. What was it was it um the version was the Kill a Mockingbird, the, vi- the movie version. You say their name, and instantly they're reminded that they're not part of this crowd, that they're an individual. Okay, that's our hero of the day. Thank you, young man. We appreciate it. Now, listen, part three of that American thinker piece again, governments see control. When governments fail, control is lost, so they compensate with tyranny. The tyranny always requires useful idiots always you need co- people with cultural capital you need people with money there is always a series of useful idiots willing to help the tyranny process along and fill the breach we have seen this group of people we've been covering her on her, covering her, on her covering her on the show a lot in the last few weeks not because she's targeting me folks I uh, trust me i'll be fine like she's enriched me in ways beyond belief it's but this is not just about me it is about a larger fight and the useful idiots, like we call her the cat lady, Nandini Jammy. She's back. I saw this tweet yesterday. I did a locals post on it, on my locals account. Here is a tweet by Nandini Jammy. She's at Nandoodles, which is kind of hilarious. This is an adult who has a, her, her Twitter handle is at Nandoodle. This is an adult, by the way, or supposedly an adult. Um, Nandoodles put out this tweet I caught last night. It says both Ford, you know, like, Ford trucks and Lego group, you know, Legos have pulled their ads from similar videos on Rumble, if not from the platform entirely after I flagged it for them. And she says, I think Tommy Hilfiger should follow their lead. And I I saw this last night. I said, how did I miss this? So just to be clear, Ford Motor Company, you know, F-150, there's trucks. us, Red-blooded American patriots have supported. I had a Ford Raptor. My wife had a Ford Escape years ago. I just bought a new Lincoln. My wife was going to buy another one. And the guy in the Lincoln dealership, you're a great guy. Nothing personal. But I promise you right now, if this story turns out to be true, Ford got their last dollar from me today. If this story turns out to be true, that Ford Motor Company is taking money from American Patriots while working with a known George Soros operative, To try and censor a free speech site on Rumble. We do not censor political speech on Rumble. YouTube does. Notice how she targets Rumble and not YouTube. She does this very deliberately. She is a George Soros operative. Damn, that's a conspiracy theory. Is it? Here's the Axios article about exactly that by Sarah Fisher. Billionaires back a new media firm to combat disinformation. This is a George Soros-run operation called Good Information Inc. Very Orwellian right there. The company's advisory board consists of two dozen political media and tech experts, including Dan Pfeiffer, who was from the Obama administration, Civic Signal founder Eli Pariser. Oh, and check my ads, co-founder Nandini Jammy. Ford, you're working with a George Soros operative to crush free speech on a free speech platform? Please, please tell me this isn't true. Please, we're going to give you time to respond to this before I take action and make you the focus of my ire for the next two years of my life. But please tell me this isn't true. So we're writing an article about this today, and we're going to reach out to Ford for a comment. So I need everyone to go to Nandini's account. She is at Nandoodles, N-A-N. This, like, this is an adult. I can't believe I got to spell this out. This imbecile. This is her actual Twitter ad, Nandoodles. Joe, I'm trying to do a serious story, <laughs> and you got this 12-year-old <laughs> yeah. with a yeah. Nandoodles, N-A-N, doodles. D-O-O-D-L-E-S. <laughs> I'm trying to do a serious story here. She's making it really hard. Now you know why we call her the cat lady. I want you to go to that tweet on her Twitter Pro. I need a favor from you. Please go do this. And I want you to make sure we magnify this tweet. Magnify it, Dan? Why? Why? It's it's Nardini's tweet. Nardini's an tweet. If Ford wants to do this, then let's go to war. And let's make sure everybody knows about it. I want you to comment, and I want you all to ask Ford. He Ford's tagged in that tweet. I want you to ask Ford, is this true? You're attacking a free speech platform? There it is right there. Both Ford and Lego Group, if not from the platform entirely after I flagged it for them. The George Soros operative working with Ford Motor Company suppressed free speech. Wow. Now, you may be saying, well, Ford doesn't care. Well, maybe they don't. We don't know that yet, but they should. Only took me about two minutes to find this article, Vehicles and Voting by Forbes Wheels. What your car might say about how you vote. (laughs) Instead of this. According to the data collected by market research firm Strategic Vision, there's a relationship between political leanings and car buying habits. For example, many Honda and Subaru drivers are more likely to lean Democrat and vote for Biden. On the other hand, full-size pickup drivers lean heavily Republican and might be more likely to vote to favor President Donald Trump. Ford, you make a lot of money from those F-150s, those Raptors, right? King ranches, duallys and stuff. Sure you want to piss us all off? I never forget. Now, Ford responds and says, this isn't true. We have to give him the opportunity. And it may not be true. Nandini is known to, let's say, stretch the truth to make herself seem a little more powerful than she really is. That's what she does. I don't blame her. That's what she does. She wants to be a tyrant. And she's following the Alinsky rule, which is, it's not what you have. It's what your political opponents think you have. We're free speech advocates. She hates free speech. She wants us to believe she's winning. So she exaggerates often pretending she's cost people a lot of money. I'm telling you, she's made me more money than you can possibly imagine. Because every time she does something, I create an alternative company that uh, blows up. So, but please, please go to that tweet and respond to Ford. One more article, by the way. You'll notice that uh, Nandini doesn't target YouTube and others. She's targeting Rumble. Notice that. She's very sparse with her criticism of YouTube and other platforms. And notice she doesn't target the, the real misinformation source, which is CNN and MSNBC, Washington Post and New York Times. Paul Bedard, trust in the U.S. media in a free fall, lowest in the world. Well, why is that? Well, for the very obvious reason that Nandini doesn't care about the real source of disinformation, the PP tape hoaxers, the Wuhan lab leak was a conspiracy theory hoaxers. The Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation hoaxers. Where'd that all come from? The left. The cat lady didn't care about that because the cat lady's an anti-free speech advocate, and she knows her allies in the war against free speech are people on the left, like the coffee boy, uh, you know, uh, loser at CNN, Stelter, you know, who's never seen a donut he didn't like or an exercise machine he did like. They're the allies. They're allies in the in the war against uh, free speech. It's not about misinformation. It's about tyranny. It always has been. Duly noted, sir. Damn right, brother. Damn right. Uh, gee. by the way, we may have to get that picture of Stelter training again. He's working very, very hard <laughs> to work his way back into the gold position and <laughs> oh, the dopey geez. media talking head Olympics. So <laughs> you may want to do a different, <laughs> some different imagery. He's, he's trying his hardest. All right. Um, I want you to listen to this uh, small piece of video here because I, I know that today's show opened. It was kind of macabre and down. Like, oh, there are hard times ahead. Got to get out and vote tomorrow. In New Jersey, Virginia, across the country. Vote, vote, vote. Don't forget the no excuses. No excuses. But don't run from hard times. I, You know, I hate quotes, okay? I think it's lazy. You know, just lazy content. Yeah, look at this quote. You can quote, say it yourself. But there are some quotes that are said better than I can ever say them. A lot of them. A lot of greater, far greater thinkers than me, I promise. But I was very inspired reading a quote by Bernard Malamud in his book, The Natural. I use the quote often in the show. It's about hard times and the power of suffering. You should embrace suffering. Embrace suffering. Suffering sucks. It's supposed to suck. You should embrace it. Malamud's quote, The Natural, it's when Roy Hobbs, the baseball player, is talking to uh, his childhood friend, the girl. And she says to him as a woman later on, you know, we all live two lives, the one we learn from, and then the one we live after that. And that the real path to happiness is through suffering. Folks, I believe that. I've never believed it more than this time in my life. You know, candidly, I'm just gonna be straight with you because I owe it to you. And this is hard for me to say because you I don't like showing weakness, but I owe it to you. You know, when I ran for office, those were really hard times, man. You're out there, you're like knocking on doors 12, 15 hours a day in the Florida sun and, in a, you know, freezing cold winters in Maryland up in the mountains. And, you know, you have very little chance of winning and, you, you know, you're, you're, you're putting thousands of miles on a car driving into the Maryland mountains from where I was in the middle of the state. And you're like, man, what am I? I'm going to get blown out. Like, you know it, but you're doing it anyway. I was I was harder back then. And you get a successful and money starts flowing in and you get a little soft. The parlor thing hardened me up. We built the number one app in the entire world, man. It took three $1 trillion companies to take us down. Three $1 trillion companies. The left, by the way, hilariously celebrates that. <laughs> you needed three big tech, Trillion-dollar companies to take us down. I'm telling you, folks, that hardened me up again. And I've had resolve in this fight ever since. And then that bout with the health problem I had has hardened me up. I know it sounds crazy, but thank God it happened. Cancer? Thank God it happened. Yeah, seriously. I needed it. I needed to get shaken out of it. You're going to be soft. I'd rather be. you to listen to the great michael anton one of the great thinkers of our time we cover his articles often here he was on with dave Raboy, another great guy on a a podcast they do hat tip dave and michael anton so beautifully explains the need for hard times and suffering to create good times again check this out
0: human beings have a nature um and part of that nature is to uh you know just as a, a living body is born grows, matures, decays, dies, any human institution goes through the same cycle. Right? It is born, it is, you know, rustic and simple in the beginning. It grows, matures, as it grows and matures and succeeds, it gets wealthy, complex, and powerful. The uh, you know this is inherent to the nature of the cycle of regimes is that success breeds failure, right? Success breeds um, you know success yeah in terms of wealth and power breed complacency and decadence so the very virtues that create success you know strength self-reliance self-denial deferred gratification willingness to self-sacrifice that builds up great wealth and power well then people then start to enjoy the wealth and power and neglect the virtues and not practice the virtues hard times make good men um uh you know good men make good times good times make weak men weak men make hard times the cycle starts over
1: hard times make good men good men make good times good times make weak men and the cycle starts over amen brother michael We used to joke around in the secret service we'd say when things were getting ugly we're in a foreign country with no infrastructure everybody's sick it's hot we haven't slept in days and the president's got to get out of there alive no one cares about your sob stories we'd say embrace the suck and embrace the suck. It's your trial. I'd rather be dead than be soft. Love these fights. Bring on the suffering. We need it. All right, here's what I got coming up. Folks, in, the, the left is no principles. There's nothing I enjoy more than pointing out their hypocrisy. I've got three quick stories showing you how these people don't believe in anything. You're on the wrong side of the political aisle. Everything you think you think is False. You think it because they want you to think it. It is fake. It is not real. It involves Robert De Niro, Harvard University, and the most prominent critical racism advocate out there right now, Ibram Kendi, blowing it all up right there. Don't miss that. Also, uh, I want to just end the show today with a, uh, a great, great piece of video from Shaquille O'Neal, former basketball player who I've come to respect his business acumen. I don't know his politics. I don't care. But his business acumen is genius. So I'll explain that coming up next. All right. So, back to the you are on the wrong side of the political aisle if you are a liberal. You claim you are a liberal. I would guess if you are a reasonable person, they're getting harder to find on the left side of the aisle because you say you believe in a set of principles. Well, what if you believe in those principles being dictated to you by political leaders who don't believe in them themselves? Political leaders, entertainers, cultural institutions, they claim to believe in a set of things they don't believe in, yet you claim you do. Here's a perfect example. A Southwest pilot this week, and I don't know if you heard this story, apparently gets on the PA for the plane and ends his thing by saying, let's go, Brandon. Of course, you know about let's go, Brandon, which is code for "Mm, Joe Biden. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, the left lost their minds, Joe. You can't have that. This Southwest guy, they were like, throw him out of the plane while it's moving. What's that guy, D.B. Uh, no, DB Cooper? Yeah, 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 D.B. Cooper style. Yeah, throw, just don't give him a parachute. So he lost their says, this is uncivil. I can't believe this Let's Go Brandon thing is, is uh, spreading. Really? Um, I remember this by Robert De Niro at the Tony Awards, this hapless buffoon who used to be a good actor. Here's Robert De Niro about Donald Trump. And listen to everyone in the audience clapping. He doesn't even say, like, let's go Brandon or something. He just says it. F Donald Trump. Check this out.
2: I'm going to say one thing. F Trump.
1: Celebration parallax. That's right. That's a good point. Michael Anton's Celebration Parallax. If you celebrate expletives, hauled at leaders you don't like, like Donald Trump, you're a good man. Yet a Southwest pilot allegedly says, let's go Brandon on a plane and all of a sudden everybody loses their mind and says, hey, you know, we got a call for civility. I'm not interested in your calls. You see that chair over there in my office? I see it right now. It's black. It's an older one. Once we got X chairs, all these other chairs went out. You leftists can go sit in that and shut your soup coolers. I have no time for your bullshit. Sit down and shut up. You have no credibility at all. Well, that's whataboutism. What about when we Yes, it is whataboutism. If you don't believe in principles, then you expect us to align by those principles too? Civility. You guys are savages screaming F. Trump all the time. You can plant a big wet one on my ass. I have no desire whatsoever to listen to you idiots. Second, here's the talking about again, liberal hypocrisy block here. Harvard, you know Harvard, bastion of left-wing lunacy. Yes. Harvard, oh you, yo, yeah, you'd think they'd be all in on equity, reparations, immigrants. Well, as it turns out, Harvard students are starting to figure out that Harvard doesn't believe in what they say they believe in either. Washington Examiner, Harvard students criticize their 53, is that a B, billion dollar endowment as the Ivy League threatens cost-cutting? Harvard has an endowment of $53 billion. That's more than the GDP of some countries on planet Earth. $53 billion endowment and you're cost-cutting? So I have a proposal for Harvard. By the way, students, you're right. I disagree with your liberal ideology, students. But, hey, at least you're holding Harvard to account. You want to be liberal kooks and destroy Harvard? Go right ahead. So Harvard, I agree, should commit to equity, number one. Equal pay on campus for everyone. Professors, janitors, technicians, everyone. Student assistants, equity, right? We're all equal, right? From each corner of the ability to each corner to their needs. Fair enough, correct? I'm not, I'm not out of line here, right? You're all socialists. Second, reparations. You say you want reparations for crimes you didn't commit by people you didn't know and never will know. Um, but if you believe in that, then there should be every minority student on campus uh, should be given uh, a check for reparations out of that endowment. We'll expect you to commit to that this week. And third, illegal immigrants. I would expect out of that $53 billion, we have about, what, $200,000 a month coming over. That's enough to pay for scholarships for all of them. They should be allowed into college. No application paperwork necessary. After all, equity. We'll expect you to do that this week, Harvard. We'll say on top of that story. Joe, can we expect you to research that, just like um, you did? Joy Ruden, Joy Rudin, Joy, uh, Joy uh, Reed's homophobic oh, blog. Yeah. Can you get back They're, to us on that? What Harvard's yeah. up to? Count on you Just bro, add it sure. to your many uh, you need responsibilities. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Finally, in our liberal hypocrisy file, here is Ibram Kendi, one of the biggest pushers of future discrimination. Around his words, not mine. He was demanding we discriminate in the future. Ibram Kendi uh, pretends to be an advocate for things like equality. What he's really an advocate for is critical racism theory and inequality. Ibram Kendi is so stupid, he blew up his entire theory of critical racism training and how the white man is the oppressor and the black man and minorities are oppressed with this one tweet, and he was too dumb to even notice it. Here is Ibram Kendi on Twitter. Quote, more than a third of white students lied about their race on college applications, and about half of these applicants lied about being Native American. More than three-fourths of these students who lied about their race were accepted. Quoting a study. Geese <laughs> laughing because is smart. And jo- so just to be clear, Ibram Kendi, one of the biggest race hustlers out there pushing the fact that minorities are oppressed and the white man is oppressing them, tweets out a quote from a study showing that the white man is so much of an oppressor, he's got to run from being the white man on a college application to pretend to be the oppressed man. He doesn't even get it. Ibrahim he didn't even get He had to have Jack Posobiec and others explain it to him. Like, you idiot, you just blew up your entire theory about the oppressor versus the oppressed, and he's too stupid to figure it out.
2: Lord of the idiots.
1: Lord <laughs> of oh, the idiots. Dude, it's hilarious. I it my head. You know, I can't read. He didn't even get it. He had to have explain it to him. And then I think he deleted the tweet. We're so oppressed. What? We're so oppressed. Everybody's pretending to be us, especially the oppressor. <laughs> <What else? laughs> Keep it up, folks. Keep teaching everyone the white patriarchy is the evil oppressor. All right, uh, you know we're running out of time. Let's go to Shaq. I'll get to that story tomorrow. It's a good one. I'll include it. You know what? We'll include this in the Trump episode tomorrow, Guy. We already have the element. Can we do that? Cool. Gives us yeah. some stuff right there. Uh, I've come to respect greatly Shaquille O'Neal's business acumen. Listen, I don't know about his politics. I don't. I don't really care. I'm not interested. I'm just in business. One of the things uh, that inspired me to get involved with the tech ecosystem and investing my own money in a parallel economy, which has returned to me thousands of times over um, was Shaq. I watched a special on Shaq a long time ago. Uh, It was an interview with him. I forget who did it. It was like a sports show. How Shaq, former NBA basketball player in his retirement, he was offered a lot of sponsorship deals. Hey, you want to sponsor this? You want to sponsor that? And Shaq said, no, I don't want to sponsor anything for cash. I want equity. And it reminds me of a great philosopher, this guy, Naval. If you don't follow him, follow him. N-A-V-A-L. He's terrific. He's been on Joe Rogan's show a lot. Genius. He's like, listen, trading your time for money, you know, may be necessary in the beginning, but in the end, it's it's never going to work out because your time is limited, tautologically. So if you really want to be wealthy, you got to get equity, where the time works for you. Your money grows whether you're there or not. You have equity in a company. You own portions of it. As a company grows, your wealth grows, whether you're there or not. Shaq does that. They asked Shaq to sponsor a bunch of stuff. He said, I'm not doing it. I want equity in your company instead. Some companies worked out. Some may not have. Same story with me. But the ones that worked out, again, same story with me. Damn, they worked out big and real big. And you just watch it all grow. He was smart. He worked for nothing. He worked for no pay, just asked for equity. Which turned into something later on. So here was Shaq. I believe this, this past weekend he was given a. He was, he was talking at some uh, symposium or whatever it was. Oh, he did a podcast. Is that what it was? Sorry, I should have known that. And someone asked him about what he what lessons from that he teaches to his kids. This is genius. Check this out. My kids
0: are older now, and they're kind of upset with me. Not really upset, but they they don't understand because I tell them all the time. We ain't rich. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, we don't. No, you got to you got to have bachelors or masters. And then if you want me to invest in one of your companies, you're going to have to present it. Boom, boom, boom. Bring it to me. I'll let you know. I'm not giving you nothing.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Good job. Tell my kids the same thing. Go to work. Go to work. You work. My money's not your money. Your money's your money. Want me to invest in you like I invest in these other places? That same there. You you show me how your business plan is going to work and the hours and the sweat equity you're going to put in. Great job, Shaq. Good job. Hey, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Don't forget tomorrow's show. Donald Trump, special guest on tomorrow's show. We haven't done a lot of podcast interviews, but it's important. And uh, second, please download the Locals app. Locals app. Go to the app stores, wherever you get Locals app, and follow me. I'm at D. You can subscribe if you wish. There's some free content. There's some not free content. Locals. Locals.com. Locals.com. Please download the app and follow me. Um, I've been doing these kind of the Dan Bongino reality show on it. I've been having a blast with it. I do videos every day. Some are free. Some are behind the paywall for subscribers. I would really appreciate if you download the Locals app and follow me. I'm at D. Bongino. Locals.com or the Locals app spelled L-O-C-A-L-S, common spelling, locals app. Check it out today. Guys drove it to the top of the app store. Really appreciate it. It's been a huge success for us. Thanks a lot for tuning in. See you all tomorrow.
2: You just heard Dan Bongino.